and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. As promised, we have a hotline call for you all today. Let's listen in. Hi, Jesse. I wanted to ask you about trust. I have a hard time trusting people and especially their relationship to me. I don't trust the people I love not to hurt me. But beyond even that, I realized today that I don't really trust myself. I don't trust myself not to go digging through thoughts that I know will only upset me. And I've been known to self-sabotage. On some instinctual level, I trust my wisdom, but I feel like there's just enough disassociation between myself and my wisdom for doubt. And I'm just wondering what happens if I trust my wisdom and find myself in trouble or I get hurt. Have you ever had that happen? As always, I look forward to the next episode, and I'm sending you lots of love. Thank you. Bye-bye. First off, I applaud you. You are already seeing from your true self what's in the way between you and having a deeper trust in others. And when I say seeing... I mean seeing with a capital S. We can see things intellectually. Then we can see things from our deeper knowing. When I first started to listen to your message, I instantly thought to myself, oh, you're not trusting yourself. Then you said it. I don't want to breeze past this point because I believe it is the point that holds the most impact over everything else you're concerned with. The fact that you can see, that you are aware, let me repeat that, that you are aware of the fact that your mind is creating discord between you and your deeper self is fantastic. How dare it though, right? (laughs) Well, that's what it feels like anyhow. And the truth of the matter is our mind and the thinking it creates is not good or bad. It is absolutely neutral and, not but, but and it produces habits of thought out of an attempt to protect you from feeling hurt again. And I say again, because at some point in your life, I would venture to guess, and maybe it has happened multiple times, but at some point in your life, You innocently looked to someone as your source of protection and love and wholeness, and that person seemingly, from your perspective, took it away from you in some way or another. This happens for so many of us when a family member or guardian we loved and adored and looked to as our source 
became less present after a divorce or after finding a new partner. Maybe they passed away in our formative years. Or if we haven't had that kind of trust in a guardian or parent, this often happens when we see our first romantic relationships as our source of protection and love and wholeness. And it ends in a breakup. When we see others as our source of protection and love and wholeness, we feel abandoned when they are no longer in our lives the same way. So it makes sense that we make up our minds that the moment we lean in to another person and become vulnerable in sharing our love, they very well may leave us. And in every attempt at trying to move past that pain, our mind does the best it can with throwing memories at us in order to protect us from getting hurt again. It aids in stopping us in our tracks from opening up to others. We think up the worst possible case scenario about the future, then make decisions based on those made-up possibilities to avoid getting hurt which again, stops us in our tracks, stops us from moving forward. We begin to become pessimistic about what's possible for us considering our past experiences, which again, stops us from getting curious. It stops us from experimenting to see what else is possible. And as I touched on last week, This is why I say pessimism is poison for the brain. Of course, it isn't literally poison, but it's a quick way of realizing how every time we're pessimistic about something, it is nearly impossible to consider an alternative outcome. You used the term disassociate. That is exactly what we do when we've been through trauma. And if you innocently believed that others were responsible for your protection, love, and wholeness, and they went away in one form or another, that is traumatic when you don't know anything different. It makes sense that you would want to protect your heart. Trauma is defined as the result of an overwhelming amount of stress that exceeds one's ability to cope. Again, it just makes sense. And here's the thing. It sounds to me like you've began to see above your past experiences You've began to really see, capital S, how those memories aren't serving you and moving you forward anymore. You have become aware of how those memories are informing your behavior. And though you see them, they're still stopping you. Your behavior still reflects what goes on in your mind as opposed to the little nudgings from your wisdom that are saying, go on, go on, you've got this. 
So now you're beginning to judge that you can't trust yourself because you aren't acting on your wisdom. (laughs) I giggle because it's very relatable. It feels like somehow, even though you see it, your thinking has all the power. Isn't it amazing how the round robin keeps itself going? You asked me if I've experienced this before. Clearly, I giggled because I said it was so relatable. Of course I have. I still experience it to this day and will for the rest of my life. That's part of what we're here for. To unlearn and unlearn and unlearn to become more present, more present, more present, and see what unfolds from there. What I can say from experience is, if nothing else, trust the process. Trust the process. What I have found in myself is that as soon as I see it, it's the beginning of the end of the old belief stopping me in my tracks. Now I've had some stick around longer than others, keeping me in fear-based, non-action behavior. Because can you guess why? Because I judged it every step of the way. Ugh, Jesse, there it is again. You went the whole day without completing that task because of that old fear. Why can't you just get over it? Thoughts like that. The key to moving through it all is truly having grace with yourself. There's no timeline on our healing or our development. When I see old stuff come up and stop me, I take stock of it. Oh, there it is again. Oh, well. Can't wait for you to be out of my way. (laughs) Or what can I do instead and shift my direction? Because guess what? I see it. And seeing it is part of the journey of being done with it. Eventually, your resolve to move forward, whether your mind rants and raves about your past or the possible future, will become so strong that it won't be a fight. You'll just find yourself being done. What can I compare this to? Okay, forgive me for the extremely oversimplified example, but what comes to mind is when I started to drink wine. I remember when I first tasted it, I thought to myself, oh my God, this is awful. (laughs) It tastes like dirt. (laughs) And yet I loved everything around it. The community, the conversation. I admired the people I saw drinking it the music that typically went hand in hand with it. So eventually, it didn't matter to me that I didn't like it. It mattered more to me to try to enjoy it. Though a very simple example, the process is no different in what we're believing to be up against. Once we see it, if we don't want it around anymore, eventually... It won't matter how loud it is. Moving past it will matter the most. 
Finally, a nod to your last question on what happens if you do choose to trust yourself and you find yourself in trouble or getting hurt. Remember, when it comes to any situations of endangerment, your wisdom is always serving you up information in real time. That's why when we're in high-pressure situations, like war, as an extreme example, our mind tends to get completely silent and we're more present than ever to listen to our instincts to protect ourselves. But when it comes to taking risks on an emotional level, there is always potential of getting hurt. We have free will as human beings, and you are never in control of someone else's choices and decisions. Because just as you are always free to have a change of heart, so is everyone else. That's part of life and learning and having experiences. Pain is unavoidable. And unfortunately, we've created a society with messaging that is constantly pitching us things and ideas on how to try to avoid it. And frankly, though pain is uncomfortable, pain in my experience has always been a growth vehicle. Totally beautiful. And avoiding it is actually more painful and uncomfortable. I always learn more about myself, and it's a great excuse to get cozy and eat all of the comforting things when I'm in the middle of it. (laughs) But what will be your ultimate protectors forevermore are two things. One, knowing where your experience is coming from, which you're onto, your mind. This has been so helpful for me when wading through sadness, because even if I'm in the middle of horrible upset, since I know it's coming from my thinking about the situation, not the situation itself, because it's impossible to keep experiencing something in real time once it's over. There's some space to relax and care for myself during the process of the memories losing charge as the days pass. Remember the definition of trauma I said earlier? That it's the result of an overwhelming amount of stress that exceeds one's ability to cope? We have a hard time coping when we judge that our memories of a traumatic experience mean something about us. Coping becomes natural when we realize that memories of a traumatic experience is akin to pulling a book off the shelf at the library and reading something that's uncomfortable. You may continue to read it and experience it, but you know it doesn't mean anything about you, and you can put it down when you want to. And second, when you begin to see more and more deeply how you, your true self, where your wisdom comes from, has everything it needs, always. You are your own source of protection and love, and you are already whole 
us humans are communal. Yes. So of course we seek community with each other. But the experience of protection and love and wholeness does not solely come from others. It solely comes from inside of us. And when we're rooted in that knowing, relationships and community are no longer a necessity, but rather a delicious experience on offer in this life. Stay the course. (laughs) You are doing incredible work staying in your awareness of where your mind stops you. Don't judge it. If nothing else, trust the process. You're headed in a beautiful and healing direction. And look at you. You trusted yourself enough to be vulnerable by calling in and sharing your heart. And you trusted me to hold space for you. You see, you're further along than you think you are. Sending so much love back to you. Thank you so much for your call. If you'd like to share your story or have any questions, give me a call at 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week.